Hello and welcome to Conscious Consumption. I'm Isabella Rosley and today I want to talk to you about a term I saw while I was scrolling through Instagram, pinkwashing. I, you know, we've heard of greenwashing, which I talked in my last podcast about, which is when a brand tries to appear sustainable by making, you know, claims about using eco-friendly materials or whatever, but then they don't actually, you know, follow up with any support that backs up these claims. They just want to appear to be environmentally friendly, and they're kind of just tricking their audience into thinking that they're doing more than they actually are doing. Um, So I only heard of the term pinkwashing last week while I was, yeah, like I said, just on Instagram, and I think it came up because, you know, June is Pride Month, as some of you know, and fashion brands and all brands really actually like to show their support for the LGBTQ-friendly community by maybe just incorporating some kind of rainbow, basically, into their brand for a month, (laughs) whether it's just the logo or maybe if it's an apparel brand, they sell rainbow clothes for a month or whatever. And so pinkwashing is similar to greenwashing, where it just is a term that describes when a brand is creating an illusion that they're LGBTQ friendly by selling, you know, pride gear or you know, having a rainbow logo or whatever, but they don't actually do anything to help the community. They just, you know, aim to appear inclusive and open towards um, LGBTQ plus people. And it's actually interesting. I While I was researching this, I found that a lot of articles were saying, like, how to avoid pinkwashing in your marketing strategy. So I think it's kind of a mix of companies being super aware of what they're doing and not really caring, of course, like Shein or whatever. But then there's some companies that are like, shoot, I want to show support, but I don't want to be criticized for pinkwashing. How do I do this? Because it's obviously really easy to be face backlash these days with brands and be canceled or whatever. Um, yeah, anyways, more about pinkwashing is that... So basically a lot of brands kind of drop a bunch of new or limited edition clothes that are rainbow and kind of just, yeah, help the brand appear supportive of the community and, you know, they'll make claims that they're allies and of gender equality and people's right to freely express themselves in whatever kind of sexual orientation or gender identity that they want. But the claims are, you know, as far as they go and... You know, companies receive a lot of criticism for numerous reasons for doing this. Um, Well, some, well, I guess while we're talking, since this is mostly about fashion, I guess I'll talk about the landfills. Like a lot of the clothes don't sell during Pride Month because, you know, how many people are buying rainbow clothes for Pride Month, really? Like, like only a hand, like, I mean, a decent amount for sure are, but for how many companies that are producing rainbow clothes, there's just way too much. So, of course, a lot of it is unsold and some of it's stored for next June, but a lot of it just, you know, ends up in landfills. So that's one criticism. Um, Another that's I found was kind of common was that a lot of companies will that claim to be supportive of the community then operate in countries where it's a punishable offense to be homosexual. For example, H&M and Levi's 
received a lot of hate around the subject a couple years ago for, I think they were operating, I want to say it was like Bangladesh or something, and a couple other countries that were just like, you get in a lot of trouble for being part of this community. You can't really be in these places. So they received a ton of criticism. But I think that it's kind of... Or, and then, Okay, well, another example is Mercedes and BMW. They changed their logo to be rainbow, kind of your destiny, to show support for the, for the Pride community. But um, they only did it in supportive countries like Germany, for example, but not in countries that didn't tolerate it, like Russia. And I'm not really sure how I feel about this. Part of me is like, at least they're trying, and realistically, these companies are out to be profitable, and they have to cater to their target market in each location. And cl- clearly, we're all in very different places um, with support for this community in different parts of the world, you know. We're not all the same with literally anything, so... Um, you know, I don't think they're trying to offend Americans or Germans or whoever by not displaying rainbow logos in Saudi Arabia. You know, that's just, I don't know, it's really different. I understand that, of course, they would want support everywhere, of course, but it's just not really where everyone's at in the world. Um, A lot of people just find it, you know, entirely unacceptable to claim to be an ally of the LGBTQ plus community if you don't fully embrace it. And, you know, when I first started reading about this, I was kind of like, at least companies are trying a little bit. At least they're showing that they're accepting. Um, But, you know, I think then the more I read about it, I was like, you know what, this is this was okay years ago, but now these minimal efforts, you know, they may have been exciting a while ago, but we're at the point where brands should be doing more if they're putting out, like, that rainbow touch onto their brand for the month of June. Like, they should be doing more than just the rainbow. Um, you know, it's a big difference. It's one thing if a company is just having rainbow logos or clothes for a month versus actually donating to LGBTQ plus charities or nonprofits or you know, doing things for their workers or being inclusive as a company and, you know, sharing more about what their brand is actually doing, like how they incorporate um, this inclusivity into their, like, hiring process or their designs or whatever it is. Um, I think we're just at a point where companies need to be more sincere and commit to more meaningful work and you know it got me thinking maybe it is better not to produce anything rainbow if you're not doing anything else which is not what I was thinking earlier like I said I thought you know a little rainbow at least that you're showing you're accepting of it but like that doesn't show you're accepting of it that just shows that you can make your things rainbow that's like the laziest thing you can possibly do which is why so many companies do it. And, you know, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, wow, this is literally just like greenwashing, you know? And, yeah, they're, like, the same. It's so weird. I, I can't believe I'd never heard of this term until last week. Um, and they also, ha- they also call it rainbow washing sometimes. So if you look it up after and you don't see as much on pink washing, you can look up rainbow washing. And it's pretty, pretty similar. Um... You know, 
I, I guess if we're, you know, trying to be more supportive companies or whatever, I think the key part is to be consistent. A lot of brands kind of fucked up in the past with, you know, showing their support for this community and they'll still face like a lot of backlash. Like people will always bring up the mistakes that brands make and, um, you know, brands can't, it kind of feels like brands can't always write their wrongs, which is kind of hard, but, um, I think that actually doing sincere acts consistently throughout the year is kind of the only way to right those wrongs, maybe. I'm not sure. I think to be considered an actual ally of the community, brands can't just have rainbow products and social media posts for the month of June. It's, that's that's just going to piss people off, which I really didn't realize um, until reading about this, but companies, you know, trying to profit off showing false support for this group that suffers so much and is so isolated, you know, that's pretty messed up. And they're not, if they're not actually doing anything to help them, you know, yeah, they obviously shouldn't be producing these products. And frankly, you shouldn't be supporting them. I shouldn't be, no one, like, well, we shouldn't, we should be conscious of what they're standing for. And like, how are, what, why do we support so many brands that aren't authentic and aren't true to what they're, you know, the image that they're, they're trying to get us to, I guess, see them for? So I figured I'd, you know, also talk about how brands can avoid this since I, you know, was reading about some articles that were like talking about like how marketers can avoid this um, pink washing. So I guess just actually believing in a purpose and, you know, not just following the trend, having an inclusive team and positive treatment for the workers, having an inclusive, like, models and campaigns and portraying body positivity and being involved with companies that take action to, you know, actually benefit the world in a positive way in this community and just being authentic and transparent, having a like about page that like helps people understand your mission and gives support and like honest support that shares like what you're actually doing, not just, you know, minimal things, I guess. You know, another common way is just supporting queer and trans creators and users or like creating partnerships kind of who use their platform with people who use their platform to highlight their work and good positive causes. And um, another thing, I guess, it could be maybe forward-thinking policies with healthcare or integrating, yeah, LGBTQ plus um, advocacy with, you know, other efforts for like race, for example. And, you know, just being consistent consistent and investing year-round and not just in June, but, like, every month, you know, 12 months a year, doing something, or at least trying to every once in a while and not just for June when everyone else is doing it. I think that's how you'd appear the most authentic. 
Um, I was actually reading about this one company and they're super LGBTQ plus friendly, but they just don't even do any kind of rainbow things because they don't want their logo to just change for a month. They want people to associate their brand with inclusivity 12 months out of the year and that their normal logo should reflect their acceptance and support of this community always and not just in June. And I think that's, yeah, that's really cool. Um, So before I wrap this up, I guess I will give you guys a little recap on what's been happening in my life recently. I have been, uh, I just got back from Chicago. I was there for a bit after Bali visiting my family and now I'm in Colorado and I'm living in my college house. I just graduated. My lease ends in like two months. So I'm just staying here for the summer. I'm actually living with my brother and his friend. It's been super fun. I haven't lived with my brother in like five years, four or five years, I think, which is crazy. Um, but we're super, you know, close in age. I'm 22 and he's 25. So we do a lot of fun stuff together. We've actually been like hiking every day almost and just doing some something fun maybe going to the bars or whatever and so that's been really nice and this weekend we're actually going to Aspen and we're gonna do a little backpacking trip with actually both my roommates Jack is my other roommate he's coming and another one of their friends actually is coming too and it's supposed to be like 30 miles for those who don't know, Aspen is in Colorado. It's like four hours from, like five hours from where I live, where we're going at least. It's called Maroon Bells. It's so beautiful. For all my people that I met, that are that my international listeners, I highly recommend coming to Colorado if you ever visit America because it's so beautiful. And everyone that I met while I was abroad said that they wanted to or already went to either... California or or New York and then sometimes Miami but I you know I can't stress enough how amazing Colorado is rent a car road trip around go to the national parks maybe hit up Utah or Montana or Wyoming or whatever there's so much to do nearby and it's so beautiful and it's so much better than well, I guess I've barely been to New York, so if you're a city person, maybe go to New York. But, I mean, we still have Denver in Colorado, and it's a great city, too. But I guess if we're talking about cities, then Chicago. Chicago's the best. <laughs> but I'm, I'm biased since I, live, I grew up there. Um, <laughs> but uh, what else is happening? Oh, I just got a new job, too. I'm working at a luxury boutique in my like downtown area of where I live. It's called Shop. It's Shop Tula is the Instagram if you're interesting. But Tula Boutique is the name, and it's so cute. And they have like a lot of designers and just really high quality products, which is really refreshing because my internship was for a company that like the products were not the best quality. They kind of said that they were to me, and I was like, well, like I'm wearing the dress you gave me for the fifth time, and I ripped it twice already, so I don't know if that's just me or 
what? But whatever. I didn't really think it was the best quality, obviously. It doesn't even compare to the stuff at this boutique. It's so nice. And it's cool because they order things in pretty limited quantities. So they just to be more sustainable and like limit their any waste. Like they don't really have any like excess clothing. It usually just kind of sells out, it seems like. There's hardly anything that, like, they have some stuff in storage, but that'll just go out next season, uh, or, yeah, next year. And they also offer a lot of brands that are certified B Corp, which is super cool, because that means that they live up to some pretty high standards for their labor practices and sustainability with textile production and, you know, limiting their waste, basically, which is really awesome. I think one of my goals is just to be a part of a B Corp company that's just all about, you know, going above and beyond in the fashion world. At first, I kind of didn't even know if I wanted to work with a fashion company, but I have to learn more about this stuff. And I have been, which is super awesome. So I feel like the more I you know, integrate myself into these different environments with these different companies that are at different places. The more I learn about what I want to do and what I can do and how I can make a difference. And even in talking to my coworkers about sustainability, like I can talk anyone's ear off about fast fashion or anything with, you know, greenwashing or whatever, like any day of the week, like all the time. I'm if anyone wants to listen, like I'm, I'm there blabbing my mouth off. So it's been cool talking to my coworkers about it too, because they're really interested in it. And they're also like, I kind of look up all the brands in the store and I'll like show people like, this is what this brand is saying. And this is what it's not saying. Like, and some brands will have like pages and pages about their transparency and others will like have one sentence. And it's, yeah, it's interesting to see the differences and compare, especially when the price points some of them are very, you know, different. I mean, it's all very expensive. Like, there's, like, a $600 white tank top that's Brandon Maxwell, which is which is crazy. I can't even believe it's that much money. But they have, like, some jeans that are, like, 200 or 400 or whatever. I don't know. It's expensive for sure, but it is it is lasting quality. And it is the kind of stuff that lasts a lifetime, which is great. But obviously unrealistic for a lot of people to buy that. Me included. Um, I actually haven't really bought anything since I've been back since I have no desire to buy anything and my closet's already exploding from being a collector in the past but now I'm at the point where almost everything I have is like secondhand which is super cool and my only things that I did buy firsthand are really awesome pieces from like a long time ago that I still wear which is great I feel super happy my rainbow closet it's like a rainbow closet, not nothing to do with the LGBTQ plus community, but it is colorful because I love wearing a bunch of colors, which is, yeah, it makes me happy. <laughs> Anyways, I guess before I close this podcast out, I'll just remind you guys to be, you know, conscious consumers and think about, you know, when you see something rainbow from a brand this month, maybe do some extra research and see if that brand is actually doing anything to help the community or if they just have rainbow stuff for a month (laughs) or you know you could if you're in person you could ask the sales associate directly maybe they'll know maybe not probably not but maybe um 
it's so funny i feel like so many brands have like rainbow stickers like when i walk around like if i i don't really walk around and see a lot of shops but every once in a while i do and i'll just see like the little rainbow stickers and i used to be like oh that's cool like that's nice they support them but then now it's like um nice you have a rainbow sticker you're so lazy is that all you're doing (laughs) i don't know i'll try to stay positive about that stuff (laughs) anyways thank you so much for listening i hope you have a lovely day